Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what to say. What are we doing again? Wait. There's in the toilet. Taking too long. What? What? You can't ask me that. I have to I have to go home. Oh, my God. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> so, Hello. Wait, what, what are we doing? Hey, Hello. 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 Hey, Hermione. Hello, Meredith. And I, I think Chloe's joining us too. What excellent timing we have. Fantastic. Perfect. Hi, um, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe, this is Meredith. <laughs> Hello, lovely to meet you. <laughs> lovely to meet you too, Dale. Cheers. Um, oh, how, do I, how do I get my um, uh, face up there? My, I'm in the dark. I don't do well on the video. Yeah, we don't need to talk about All right. So, the there yeah. we go. That's a bit oh, better. Hello. Hi. It's Lovely nice to have faces. Good. <laughs> All right, I'll do it too. Fine. Pressure. I'll do it too. I find that. I'm very dark. You are very dark. I'm very dark. I'm way back. No, that's not even bright enough. All right, fine. <laughs> Sometimes I find that the Zoom is not very dysphoria friendly, oh, so I kind of am turning myself off. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We'll all come on and say There hello. she is. Hey there. <laughs> wow. Hello. You look like I'm jealous of that exhibition that you went to earlier, Meredith. Oh, no, it was great, yeah. That it's it a, an old friend of mine um, putting it together, so I, I felt uh, the need to sort of go down and, and represent, you know. Well, I go and do the most amazing things because my friends say I should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I figure they all come to my exhibition, so you know, I need to get off my ass occasionally and do the same for them. So, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, I did want to say, yeah. like, you're actually a fine art artist. You're a doctor, doctor of art. I am. Yeah. Sorry, my son needs attention. Chloe, can you talk to Meredith for a second? <laughs> but um, I don't know much about you, Meredith, at all, except that Hermione has said we should have them on the show, and she's amazing. So, <laughs> oh, that's very kind of her. So, yeah. yeah. So, I feel like a very poor in that form because I haven't done any research about you at all. <laughs> Probably just as well, really. Yeah, it's all lies <laughs> yeah, anyway, all lies and deception. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you're in Perth, is that right? I am, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, um, visual arts PhD, uh, oh, wow. living in Perth. I have been here for about, oh God, I don't know, about 35 years now. Oh my goodness, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, I know. It shows a distinct lack of imagination. I know lots of, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I do stand up comedy, guilty as charged. I know lots of comedians who are all who are from Perth. Yeah. So, yeah. Anna Piper Scott, who's another um, transgender comedian, she's from yeah. And then Cassie Workman apparently is from. Perth. I love Cassie. Well, she's yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. And um, um, they're the two There's important a few, ones, isn't there? I mean, I think Courtney Maldos as well. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't think you've heard of it. That's great. Um, I just record shopping, but I used oh. to House of Wax. And yes, yeah. And seventy eight. Seventy eight had a fantastic performance space upstairs and really cool stickers. I really like I don't think I don't think they even exist anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know, like I love them. I love them dearly. I think Dada is still around. But um yeah, seventy eight is is definitely defunct, unfortunately. So But I finally got down to Fremantle properly the last time I went to Perth and I really, really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never been to Perth. So Have you not? No. So where are you, where are you where are you two girls? 
Um, well, I'm in Hobart, Tasmania, and Hermione's oh, in, um, in Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> I'm originally, we're both originally from Adelaide, so that's how we met. We met on the, yeah, writers, yeah. the writers' circuit back in Adelaide. Right. And, then, and then we um, we were both in Edinburgh at the same time and we ended up doing this wonderful walk around and go see lots of comedy. And then we got back. How did we get back in touch back in Melbourne? Anyway, we've been friends for a long time and yeah. we love comedy and we love chatting and so we do a podcast. Yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, man, this shit's so funny. We've got to record this. Though. Exactly. <laughs> other other people need to hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are the poorest judge of any good, but um, it's funny though. It's funny how often I listen back to our ramblings and realise that there was actually some deep philosophical insight, and I didn't realise yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I always think of our friendship as really kicking off when we were in Edinburgh. I think that was because yeah. I, I think we were kind of on each other's periphery for quite a while, and then it was like. Oh, I'm staying at your house now for 20 for a week. Like, no, um, Brent, <laughs> okay, if you stay. And I was like, yeah. And um, and for then sure. I had I had this rather it wasn't a fun relationship. I don't mean to you know cast shade on anybody, but I wasn't having a good time in my relationship. And hanging out with you and roaming around Edinburgh late at night, making funny faces was this really good escape. And I needed <laughs> yeah, it. Awesome. So great. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell it wasn't great. I was enjoying being some respite from that. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, that's what brings us all here. I thought you had a lovely voice and you've got a lovely Twitter presence, Meredith. I really like the way that you are on Twitter. And you brought up something recently, which was about does anybody on here have a Twitter crush? And I was telling you uh-huh. in a previous episode that. I decided to choose that moment to declare myself to someone who I've had a crush on for months. And no, she, really? Yes, and she wrote back and said, I've got a crush right back on you. And it was great. Oh, my God. I didn't hear this story. <laughs> so I have, you, have to, you have to elaborate now. Okay, so I have this. Yeah, who was this? I'm, I'm deep in the BTS rabbit hole and I have this delightful mutual follow-up or moot in the in the parlance. <laughs> She's a Hobie stan and she had the most hilarious tweet one time. She said, I just signed into a professional Zoom meeting with the name Hosox Thighs. Just end me. And after that I was just like, this girl's this girl's hilarious and I kind of just started following it. And she would post these little videos of her singing along to pop songs in the car and you know, after a while, That's you cute. kind of develop a relationship, you yeah. develop a friendship. And eventually, yeah. sort of someone, she said she was having a bad day, and I said, anybody upsets Hosok's thighs, I will beat you up. <laughs> 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 so you, you were even like a, a, a knight in um, shining armour then as well. <laughs> like, Which is what I was saying know. to you before. Like, when I, when I fancy a girl... I go into full knight in shining armor mode, you know, opening doors <laughs> yeah, and, right. and stuff. But when I fancy a bloke, I feel like a tradie doing a cat call at a passing young lady. It's like, <laughs> so That's glorious. The way they look, you know, they're just the bums and the legs and the chests are just so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, it can well, happen. My, my current, my current um, online, well, one, sorry. One of my current online crushes is uh, 
Well, I don't know how they actually explain themselves. So basically non-binary, maybe gender fluid, cross-dresser. I don't know. And she is, oh, God, she's hot. And so is he. It's really unfair. So, um... Oh, no, this is, a, this is a very safe space to talk about people's hotness without, like, you know, bringing on, on board all of that. I'm not interested in breaking up the relationship. You're just categorically hot. I just want to tell you that, you know, like. Yeah, exactly right. Sniffers. Amy, you're fucking hot. Mm, love yeah, you know, ass. Do it. Yes. <laughs> Show me more. I always found that for a while there, like someone that I would have a crush on would like post a really hot, like thirsty pic on Facebook. And it was like, and it was like, I couldn't bear to uh, embarrass myself by just exclaiming how hot they were. But I would just give a wow react, and the wow react just seemed like the weakest kind of a, the weakest kind of like volley into like you know I, I have designs on you. <laughs> it's like yeah, every just, time now, really, really hope they understand what that wow means. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the wow react is doing all the work. It is all the work. <laughs> like, it's such an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you can have a deep like crush on somebody's personality and everything about them. And it might not be sexual, but it's still a deep love. Like for me, I don't know if I would actually, you know, I, do, I really tried to be gayer, but I'm just not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, tried, I swear to God. I like a hot dude bod. I really do. Mm-mm. It's so hard yeah, when you're not gay that. enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, you know, I, I have I have the bisexual curse as well, so it's kind of like, you know, just... <laughs> I need to say a conversion. But no, no, actually, I'm happy the way I am because I've begun to realise that maybe what I am is this word that's like I fancy people based on exactly who they are. So I can yeah, imagine right. myself falling in love with a girl and wanting to make her happy, and that would switch on all of my boyfriend attentiveness. And I can imagine being in love with a man and finding him really hot and gorgeous and wanting to be but I feel sometimes mm. that maybe I'm a bit I don't really know who I am at the end of the day yeah. and so let's figure it out together maybe but also I need to go home and sit in my bed and drink tea <laughs> yeah. absolutely I mean you know I think I think you're first first and foremost you have to be you have to be comfortable with yourself. I, I have the I have the added. Uh, I'm not going to call it a complication because it's not a complication. But um, I'm married uh, to Bert, and we've been together now for God 22 years. So oh, all of this long, uh, long time trust and um, our relationship that comes into play, especially uh, since we've had to sort of rearrange our marriage. Um, to accommodate my transition. Okay. So cool. I really love I'm a sort of super queer family. We get a, when, when we get a look at Bird or we get a talk, you know, when she's in the pictures with you on Twitter or she's more, more likely she's still sleeping and you're up about doing things and she's like. Yeah, definitely. I'm the morning person. She's, no, it's crying out of bed in the mornings. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm kind of like that we live in this time. Well, I feel like I live in a time where it's like, I'm moving you I'm moving beyond labels it feels like I don't know when when you're younger it's like you're so kind of it's like I always think about the way the way the queer scene critiques and labels everybody into their little holes like people label and critique genres of metal bands it's like you know <laughs> <laughs> true yeah are you you know are you, you know, 
Norwegian black folk metal or are you? (laughs) (laughs) There's ones that burn churches and there's the ones that don't. And some of them, I've got... Definitely a church burner. (laughs) (laughs) My brother was the most hardcore metal as I was growing up and we went through this period where I was going through my intense, quiet, alt-country time when he was going through his obituary and carcass phase. And my (laughs) Competition between the two rooms. You did not. Li- you lived together at this time. Not well. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. But I learned a lot about metal, and you know, when I've had the chance to interview people who've been on the metal side of the spectrum, everything that I learned from my brother has been extremely helpful, and you know, really lovely. Like I could talk to. I got the chance to interview Andrew WK. He's one of my absolute heroes. And I could talk to him fluently about the Florida death metal scene because I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Very useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, he's he's so on research. I think, I think I'm, a, I'm a little old school. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've not. I was a sort of uh, '80s punk. But um, that's uh, definitely, definitely very much sort of um, old school uh, rock and roll, Metallica and Motorhead. Oh yeah, awesome. uh, yeah. So I was going to ask Chloe, sorry, how if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. So I'm fifty four. I was thinking back to that, that idea um, you were talking about. How about you, Hermani? Forty six, baby. Well, yeah, 46, yeah, the baby of the group. I know, I'm so, I'm so young, I'm so small. You are, you're such a baby. But I was thinking back to the, your, your, your point before about the classific- classificatory system that um, the, the gay scene has, or the, the LGBTQI scene has, has incorporated now. Yeah, and I was thinking yeah. back in our day, here we go, trans masty, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it was the gay scene. And mm. we mm. were all under the same banner and um, we all, um, and it was more of a community, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we're far more visible now, but far more decentralised. Uh, yeah, everyone, everyone putting on different um, hats, you know, um, yeah, sure. and half of, them, half of them I don't understand. Um, I, I accept them all equally, but, you know, half of them I don't understand. I have no idea what demons <laughs> I feel a bit the same way because I kind of like, I'm mean, <laughs> just old enough to have reached the gender party kind of like, <laughs> oh, I know where I am now. I know who I am now. I turn up with my, um, you know, <laughs> my bottle of wine and my Katie Lang CD and then everyone goes, <laughs> oh, like... <laughs> Oh no, that was that's over. We're doing that. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that. No, no. Yeah, Get with yeah. the program. I absolutely loved lesbian culture. I love lesbian culture. I think it's brilliant. Like, I love the the way that there was a great TikTok trend not long ago, which was mask lesbians in bikinis. Oh my god, that was so cool. They would go to <laughs> the camera and they would be like, um. Uh, do you like this position? Do you like this position? And then they would go whoosh and they'd be in a bikini and you'd go, whoa, that's the same person. That's so wild. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like a gender reveal. Yeah, without the explosion. But a good one. <laughs> yeah. And I just really want to be myself. Like all I've ever wanted to be is who I am in the moment and not worried about anything that anybody might expect from me. And I, I like that. I'm glad right. that that's been my I just say, yeah, absolutely. Like, like what we've done is like, you know, we spent that time trying to classify each other and everything back in the 80s or 90s. But um, 
now we're just part of them onto the straights. <laughs> so they're like, they they all want to know, like they they're still in that realm of like, are they gay? Who's gay? Are they gay? Oh no, are they bisexual? Oh my god, like are they? Could they be? Are they cancer? Like that's the, all they're still preoccupied with. And I find the great level is for me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like the great level is is ask play like are you interested in exploring that side of your sexuality whether you're you know, yeah. man or bush yeah, male sure. or female it doesn't matter because you know it's one way of one way of absolutely um you know i'm disclosing the imposters that's for sure <laughs> yeah for sure it was you like it in the ass do you do you like it in the ass it was, yes. a, hilarious, it was a hilarious moment that um a tweet of yours reminded me of re um recently you were talking about a time when you were doing security at a gay bar and a <laughs> dude who was in there making themselves unpleasant and yeah. said like you can fight me but if if you win, oh, well, so what? If I win, you know I am going to fight, bend you over and fuck you in the ass. I've never seen a man run so fast through his life. <laughs> <laughs> I had this really, like, I had for a very brief time in my life, I had this quite dominant, you know, very kind of obsessed with porn boyfriend who just kept talking about anal sex, anal sex. And I said, if you like anal sex too much, I'll take you down to the peel and hire someone to fuck you, you know? <laughs> me. <laughs> I figure, I figure that any any cis heteronormative male who wants to have anal sex with his partner should at least allow them to peg him first. Oh, I yeah, like and you can't be good at that until you know what you're doing. That's right, exactly. <laughs> you know? This is how it feels like when you do it, love. <laughs> a, wonder, a wonderful friend of of mine um, once mentioned that there was this whole category of YouTube videos about anal massage and i had no idea and i went and looked it up immediately and it's actually really quite a respected therapy oh really yeah. okay <laughs> all this wow. tension and all of these muscles that you know because i think that it's a bit it really is an equalizer that yeah that's one thing that i say on stage we talk about being bisexual and i say well I don't know. I kind of describe my sexuality as being a lot like an overflowing ashtray, and and that is that I'm really into butts. And uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. It's it's gorgeous. Great, common to not everyone's got one. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone's got one. Yep. And just and you know, as a as a cis, essentially het. I'm so sorry, but a cis het female. To like the anal play brings up a little bit of, well, do I like the punishment? No, I don't want to be punished. And consent. Anal sex is a punishment. But it shouldn't <laughs> be. Unless I mean, you want it to be. Well, you know, and then, yeah. oh my God, well, Chloe and I, we did um, we did a bit of sort of research. You did a bit of anal sex? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, for the record, separate rooms, same house. Why wasn't I invited? So. <laughs> we need to get you, we just need to find Kevin's Rolodex. Oh, you must meet Kevin at some stage. Kevin is this adorable friend of Chloe's who is hilariously risque and I, I love it because I don't tend to, I mean, I can talk quite um, openly about what I like and what I don't like, but I don't really go much for euphemisms. I tend to, they miss, I'm, they miss me. I, they just go over my head and I go, oh, you're, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, I'm the queen of the long time around, unfortunately. So, I, yeah. I won't get half of the Meredith. I'm sorry. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll explain it to you <laughs> in detail. <laughs> 
Oh, we do love we do love interrogating a term. We were um we were because someone recommended to me that I watch the show Duck Butter, and I was like, "What's Duck Butter?" And so <laughs> that up, that was very interesting. And, but it was, Duck it was, Butter and Pearl Jam. Pearl, Pearl Jam, Pearl Net, yeah, exactly. And it really, I was saying, um, what good girl doesn't swallow? It's free protein. Well, exactly right. You don't waste it. Wasn't yeah. they say, you know, good girls swallow, bad girls gargle? <laughs> I remember hearing, like, from, like, Dolly or Cosmopolitan at one very impressionable point that it was really good to rub it into your skin because it's really good for your skin. Absolutely. <laughs> don't waste a drop. For God's sake, don't spit it out. That's just rude. <laughs> yeah. No, plus you can also, I mean, you know, forgive my saying it, but you can tell a lot about a person's health. Actually, so having said that, you know, I don't know whether you read the story, um, the random, one of the random stories I posted about, um, I, after a very drunk evening, I um, went to bed with a beautiful young man who was a fire breather, carnival fire breather. Oh, and I made the mistake, all I could taste for the next six hours was kerosene. Kerosene! Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I had a yeah. I could tell if he'd been smoking. If he had been smoking, there were chemicals in the taste that weren't normally there, and he couldn't lie yeah. to me. Hi. <laughs> I know you've been smoking. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not bad, right? Let me exhale. Actually, like, do you have a cigarette? <laughs> Any blues? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy yeah. a cigarette. It's so unfashionable at the moment, but I like smoking. I've always been a bit of a smoker. I think it's coming back. Good. Mm-hmm. When are we going to be out indoors again? When are we going to be allowed indoors again? You know, like unknown. You know, never. The, the dank bar where you could smoke and play pool. And oh God, smoke. I loved it. Yeah, loved absolutely. Then that sort of the funk of of cigarette smell and and sticky carpets and beer and, everywhere. Yeah, and you go home and it's yeah. all over the clothes that you wore that night. It's still everything, even the socks. It's like, but I totally understand that as an oc health and safety issue. People who work in that environment who aren't smokers are at unnecessary risk. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's true. But I mean, you know, if you're going to go to work in a bar, really, very unpc of me, I know. <laughs> I was watching some documentary, I can't remember what it was, but they're all smoking inside. It's really un- otherworldly now to watch documentaries from the past. Yeah, like, it is, isn't it? Know, like people just like gaffing away in some indoor office somewhere and you just go. I think that's one of the reasons why they make so many of these these uh, throwback shows, these nostalgic <laughs> shows, these eighties yeah. and seventies and whatever, because it just allows everyone to be slightly homophobic <laughs> and yeah, tell unhealthy sure. jokes and smoke and look at kids. <laughs> Yeah, right. I didn't even think of it like that. You're probably right. That reminds me of this hilarious, and it's not meant to be hilarious, but this hilarious episode of Four Corners, which is like this vintage expose of this Queensland gangster scene. And there's this, so it's like the 70s and it's really cool. It's still online. You can still find it. It's really hilarious. And, um, And you could really tell that the young, I'm assuming male, straight, cameraman was so excited to be allowed to film <laughs> in a strip club there was just boobs ahoy like and way more, minutes, <laughs> way more minutes than would have normally been like if it was just for the sake of the narrative they would have cut but no oh those boobs absolutely and boobs are so yeah. beautiful like i mean i don't like mine which sucks but you know Why? I, I had this thing happen when so 
I was a bit of a late developer and then when I got mine, they got really big really quickly and it just completely shattered my sense of who I was and I was mortified and I was really anxious and I had a I had a breast reaction when I was 21 and uh, they did a hatchet job, which, you know, was the start of the time. Um, and, you know, later on I went and had some revision surgery, some scar reduction, and then I'm actually looking into having another round just to get the shape better. I'd love to just be able to stand up straight in a T-shirt. It's that simple. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. fair enough. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. my, my boobs came in late too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I can feel what you mean though. Like, you know, just when your body just doesn't it's just go, oh, I wish it was different. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish I had a waist. That'd be oh, nice. No, I wish I had. I wish I had a waist. I don't. It's, I'm a a real kind of cylinder, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I would describe myself as a. I described myself as a glamorous breeze block the other day. <laughs> what glamorous? A glamorous breeze block. <laughs> breeze block. Yeah. Like a brick. <laughs> yeah. For sure. With a wig on. Yeah, it basically, if I look like I have a waist, it's all some very careful tailoring. But mostly, yeah. I just sort of hide it and just want to, yeah, I guess that, that was what really kind of always drew me to radio because, like, I ended up, I worked in radio for a long time, so I'm really creative and I love making things and I like talking to people. But, you know, there was this sort of sense that, oh, really successful people go on and do this on TV. And I was like, well, I don't want anybody to look at me and make comments about my body, so I'm staying with the radio. And that was actually great a great thing for my growth as a as a creator you know I, I learned to yeah. look beyond the physical and it was um you know yeah, my right. my path to that space was pretty unpleasant but I was really glad with the results yeah for sure that's amazing so like um I just keep having this thing in my head I just think uh, uh great tips for radio I don't know <laughs> 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 oh, she's, got, she's got a great face for radio. That's the great slander yeah. of, isn't it? You know, like yeah, yeah absolutely. Honestly, they, you know, this this male gaze, Laura Mulvey bunch. They love getting stuck into people, and like they can just change. You say, oh well, I don't find you attractive. And they say, well, I don't find you attractive. You're a fat, ugly, blah blah. blah. And I go, oh my god, you people are so hostile. I don't want anything to do with this. Am I? I don't understand it at all. I don't see why there's a necessity to find someone attractive. I mean, yeah, or physically attractive. Yeah. Um, I know maybe I'm a little bit of a sacrosexual in that respect. I, I do, I do appreciate uh, a, a beautiful mind, um, but yeah, generally, I I'm, yeah, I yeah. think I like. I mean, going back to going back to our online crushes, I, I've got, um, I've, got, I've got several, I, I, several <laughs> hundreds. No, um, <laughs> a few. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah very little of it very little of it has to do anything to to do with um the way they look i mean i i i don't know what they they might be upset if they had heard me say that because you know well, they are gorgeous they're all gorgeous people yeah, but it's more to do we more to do with it in a lot well and we were talking about this before that there is a we don't really give ourselves enough space in this sort of contemporary um social interaction world to find someone beautiful on the inside and for that to translate into finding them attractive physically and on the outside. Because, like, I yes. have I've fallen in love with someone who I would not categorise as good-looking and they, they they became the most beautiful person in the world, everything about them. Yeah. You know, the whole kitten caboodle, it was, I loved it. I loved who yeah, they were. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot about connection. I remember, I mean, I was seeing this guy for a while and um, 
he like I remember distinctly thinking this is not somebody I would cross the street to talk to, <laughs> but we like hooked up <laughs> grinder anyway, and I'm hooked up. grinder. I think I was thinking about the other day. Um, I think grinder stands for gay is really into not doing relationships. I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very but, very true. But um. Uh, we, we saw each other for about up to a year and, you know, he, like, there was a real, you know, I just sort of liked him more and more. So, you know, it's all very fun. These, no strings attached. Like, just, it was so like, it was definitely like that. But at the same time, it was like, um, you know, it wasn't someone that I was like, I would have been immediately attracted to. But there was just, there was something about him eventually, which was just, you're amazing. It's great. <laughs> so, you know. They grow on you, know? They really do. Yeah, yeah. they do. We've got 10 minutes left on this version of our Zoom call, but um, I did mention to Meredith that what we're doing, the Povo version of Zoom podcasts, so we can just sort of like like close one down and start a new one. And it would be lovely to keep going more than 10 minutes, Meredith. I feel like, you know, we don't want you to go. Yeah, I don't think anything worth doing well is worth doing in 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my, um, um, my, my friend Samantha is coming over at 7. So that kind of gives us a window well, about. I love that. Who's your friend? Uh, Samantha. Samantha. I thought it was St. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was St. Andrew. St. Andrew is coming around and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a few, a few of the saints are coming over for a week. Yeah, yeah. You know how I it is. My mouth, I'm <laughs> not converted. We have that power as gender variant people. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh my god! Speaking like speaking of gender variants, who is less gender variant than the fucking church? What is it they want? What do they want to control? I don't get it. You know, like everyone—it's like as soon as the first woman left the fence perimeter, they went, "Oh fuck, we've got to control this." Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I think it's a lot to do with the fact that they mistakenly think that we're after the children that they're molesting. No matter what adult sexuality blooms out of anybody's particular journey, I do feel very strongly about protecting children of that. I mean, let though leave those people alone, leave those children alone for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, it's one of one of the one of the integral reasons why I can't have anything to do with organised religion because of the hypocrisy of it all. Oh, absolutely. Um, Janine, yeah. yeah. I just and that idea that, that idea that that um, you know practicing Catholics are um, still practicing, and you think, well, any other um, cultural or societal business that they've been involved in, if they found out it was steeped in yeah. pedophilia, they That'd would run a mile. They would boycott. But you know, for some reason, you know, uh, Sky Daddy and and um, and Junior and, yeah, and the Spook. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, yeah. Speaking of those. <laughs> Speaking of those individuals, I read the most wonderful and very persuasive theory that Jesus was gay. Jesus was gay. Really? And he was well, yeah, gay. You mean, you mean the guy that hung around with all those other guys? Yeah, the yeah, guy yeah, who was, he was, he was in love with John the Baptist. And John the Baptist <clears> baptised <throat> Jesus, if I yeah. understand correctly. And yeah, right. So I went back thinking a little bit further. I think that his their mothers were friends, which just... <laughs> Anyway, and he washed, he washed all their feet. I mean, there's kind of a bit of a, you know, Ooh, like foot washing. Um, acts, of, acts of service, love language going on here. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Yeah. I had no idea this was going to be the podcast that would get us all doxxed. <laughs> yeah. No, I no what no. I hope not. Although I have been banned, I have been banned from Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he never married, so you know. And there's also that. Chloe thinks like it's because I copied and pasted some of my responses, and that would make sense. I don't think I said anything yeah. ridiculously crazy. But you know what? If you get banned from Tinder, there's no appeals process. And I, yeah, said I really, I really have a lot of problems with this because basically what you're saying is that the only thing that has to happen for you to get banned is for someone to report you. So what if someone that you've been chatting to that you're not into yeah. decides that that hurt my feelings and they're going to report you and you don't have any yeah. ability? I think it's, I think it's misogynist. I really think that I think that, that's really, that really sucks. Yeah. Not okay. And I wonder, I sort of wonder what you would have to do to get banned from Grinder. From Grinder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. It's sort of like it's a it's a lawless land out there. Grinder certainly is. Yeah, I have never been on Grinder, so I. Oh, you need to come on. It'd be it'd be a hoot. I think you'd get such a laugh out of it. <laughs> I put up my I put up my next time. Next time there. I'm in Melbourne, I'll, put, I'll look at I'll yours. Grindr, All right, and you can be I first heard of Grinder because of an episode of Girls. Like that's how little I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't need to know much more than it. it's generally you're you're having a good conversation if someone says hi before you see their penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's very much like um, yeah, the lawless wasteland. I kind of like um, I often joke about it on stage where I talk about you know grinder is the worst if you just want to meet someone with a bit of book smart book smart or like <laughs> or basically like you know you turn grinder on and like twenty guys are at your door with just these erect penises and you have to stand there and go, hi, uh, does anyone want to come in and listen to the Smiths? Um, <laughs> has anybody, anybody read Chaucer at all? Um, oh, my God. But you anybody... know what? Tinder's really similar for, for you know, hookups and stuff. You want a tradie. You're shooting fish in a barrel. You want someone that you actually oh, yeah. talk to. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I put up on my, dry, my grinder profile. I said, look, I'm an, a 54-year-old. HIV positive trans woman. Um, I, I can't host. Um, I don't top, so don't ask me. I'm strictly bottom. Um, yeah. I'm looking for an older, mature male for, for yeah, no right. strings attached fun. Yeah. What I get is I get inundated with 18 to 22 year olds saying, Can I come to your place and you can fuck me? Yeah. And <laughs> you obviously can't yeah. read. You know? Yeah, that's well, right. you know, most of them can't read. No. <laughs> but I have to ask, and you'll forgive my ignorance, I hope, what's a host? Like, what does that mean? So oh, basically, it basically just means that you can have sex at your house. Oh, I don't think I host. Beep. That goes, <laughs> a bit interesting happened here, and you probably need to vet this before. Because, like, you know, this is a world of, this is frontiers land. Like, nobody has to decide whether or not this is okay. And it's so freeing. It's lovely to do a podcast like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, look, I, I do apologise in advance if I say anything that's really untoward. So I apologise. It's in my nature. But I apologise in advance if, as as the producer, that if I don't <laughs> I might not see it. I might not get that it's offensive. I can't see why it would be. It passes all of my filters. So... But my filters aren't necessarily reliable for the general sense of appropriateness. But then again, fuck no. I don't care about that anyway. We put explicit warning on our podcasts, you know? Exactly yeah. right. And if people don't realise that, you know, it's humour 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Send them to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always think it's funny, like, Grinder. it's also, like, just, my friend calls it, like, there's so much entitlement, and men men have this real attitude. My friend calls it the dick emergency. It's men men who are online, and they have a dick emergency. So they, pretty much, they're ready to go before they even open the app. And then it's like, oh, absolutely. Like, are you home? When are you available? Can I come over? Can, and then they can I come now? Yeah. That just like, sounds like that whole scene from the 40-year-old virgin. You remember that bit where Steve Carell's got the erection and he rings up the, he rings up the, the uh, who makes that pill? The Viagra. He rings up the Viagra helpline and says, I've had an erection for four hours. Oh, sir, did you take the medicine? No, no, I haven't taken the medicine. Oh, I don't know if I can help you with this particular situation. (laughs) 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 It's so so clever and funny. Yeah, yeah. I do think we we should all talk about this more. We'll work out what we want and then we'll all be happier. Yes, yeah, exactly. absolutely. I think yeah, open conversation about about all types of sex is a, is a really good yeah, idea, including exactly. the no sex people. I totally get that. You know, like absolutely, if, yeah. Like yeah. if you really, if if cuddling is your nirvana, oh my god, I get that. Yeah, for sure. For Me sure. too. I think like I'm really I'm a good cuddle. As I kind of crack into fifty, like um, <laughs> I'm much more into intimacy than any kind of like you know hanging from the chandelier or anything like that. But. <laughs> It's so much easier, isn't it, Chloe? I mean, really, it's yeah. so much easier. You can just relax a little bit, you know. Say, like, what are we yeah. doing? I guess I have to watch Netflix. <laughs> I just was thinking Hi, about honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, we're talking about in- intimacy and you know what and how. It's also interesting how the um, I think my sexual landscape has shifted so much since uh, since a getting older and since transition. It's sort of like um, it's so interesting because like I have. Um, multiple partners, polyamorous, uh, but um, when they, uh, I have like one friend who comes over, oh, this is Samantha, she's coming up time, and like it's kind of like we <laughs> really like it because we get a little high, we watch eight out of ten cats do countdown, and then we, just, <laughs> and then we um, make out a lot, and it's like <laughs> I call it lazy horny. It's like all all the um, all the anxiety about whether or not you're going to have sex is just removed from the equation. It's just sort of like, um, which is sort of we give that thing of like, oh, if we start something, I'll be too tired to. I don't enjoy I don't enjoy a high hookup. If I'm high, I really want to rearrange my CDs and possibly look through my old diaries. I'm not getting down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, know, I know my my late my late partner Rochelle got really pissed off with me one time because she was saying let's get stoned and have sex i'm going you know that won't happen and she goes you know it'll be great it'll be great i'm going honestly it won't yeah all right coerced coerced into it and i just lay there giggling the whole time (laughs) with a flaccid flaccid penis and her going this isn't working i said i did try to tell i had a a rule in a previous relationship was like no excessive drunken stuff unless we know we're not going to finish you know performance anxiety has to go and take a nap if you're going to do it like that absolutely but there's something lovely about i love afternoons i think afternoons are the perfect time to spend a couple of hours under the sheets and then you get dressed and go out for dinner you know? Yeah, it's perfect. Or mornings, yeah. you go out for brunch afterwards. Oh, exactly, yes. Exactly. Although, as long as it, you know, you're with a partner who understands that maybe your breath doesn't smell that great. 
<laughs> I don't like to brush my teeth. Oh, yeah, but like first thing in the morning, I, I'm not doing anything until I've had a cup of tea. If you still want to kiss me, <laughs> I'm not making you. Yeah, not before exactly. my English breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though those 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 slow, languid cuddles that turn into an epic session are the gift of the morning. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Anyway, I'm gonna go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I'm just like, I'm glad my tuck is not in shot. Yeah. I love I love the tattoos that you have on your head. When did you get them done? This oh, year, basically. Um, this last year, um, when I started to transition, uh, one of the things I was so very aware of was my male pattern baldness. Mm-hmm. So I went well. The hair's never going to grow back, no matter what I do. I am not going through that process of having, you know, uh, plugs or anything like that. I thought I may as well look it, make it look pretty when this, when you know, when it's shaved. So yeah, yeah. So that's good. You know, it's gorgeous. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. I'm growing out my hair for the first time in a really long time because I would always get it cut. I would, you know, storm into the hairdressers with a picture of Damon from Blur and say, "Make me like this." <laughs> <laughs> I really felt that that would keep me safe. So I had these really sort of funky short haircuts. But then I, I grew it out recently and then I got caught in the fire. I don't know if you've probably not listened to that episode of our thing, but I was in a oh. fire and I had this. I, I've got to, must admit, I've not listened to any of your podcasts yeah. yet. So. No, all good. Right. None, none of our guests now. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will have you now. We're not, we're not learning in that regard. <laughs> no, we like an uninitiated guest, don't we, Chloe? <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's right. I know it was like this whole, you know, oh my god, I'd I'd suddenly decided that I was going to make an effort to be pretty, and then I got, you know, like carjacked by a housewife. Yeah. Jesus right. Christ, really? Hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Was it your hair? <laughs> well, actually, I think the coma was the thing that did the most damage to my scalp because I woke up after four days in a coma. And I had rubbed a patch bald like babies do when they're little. Oh, and shit, really? I was really wow. scared about it because I didn't know about it until a bit later. And um, also I had burnt this very sharp line across the front. I, have, I had some burning on my forehead and I lost this, this like really thin line. And now it's become this gorgeous fringe and I really like it. And I can't think I would have done it without the fire. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, every, every cloud, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. sometimes you have to be, you know, you have to make the best of what you've, the situation. So you literally, you literally step through planes of where we born. That's what you're telling us. Isn't it? Oh, the Phoenix, <laughs> the Phoenix. Actually, do you know the funny thing is that I had this excellent, like, spiritual reading on the 4th of July and on the 5th of July there was the fire and I was like, I am reborn. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we go. I See, now, Marnie, if you were gay enough, you would have changed your name to Phoenix. <laughs> Could I call myself <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona? Oh, my God, I would definitely do that. I love it. Uh, anyway, for my sins, I am a Hermione, and it's such a female name. I love yeah. it. It's a beautiful it's gorgeous. name, but it doesn't, it doesn't hide me very well in public. It's not like Taylor or Ryan, no. you know, like. Yeah, it's like you can't be masculinized. Oh, you can't be. And if you do, it's like he's, Hermes. He's my own. What's <laughs> <laughs> the feminized version of Hermes? But I don't like the way that's. Oh, right. Okay. Of course it is. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Mine is just, mine's just my middle name. 
with my with my male or middle name, Meredith. Oh wow! So, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, because my apparently my my biological father was Welsh. Yeah, so yeah, I hated right. it when I was a kid. I absolutely hated it. Well, why did you yeah. give me a girl's name? But yeah, now I'm really pleased. So yeah, it's a lovely name. Yeah. I love Meredith. Meredith is a name. I was trying to think of like I saw the name Meredith just for a, a male character in a movie the other week. I can't remember what it was. I'm gonna do some research, I think. But yeah, <laughs> I think it was like. M from the James Bond films. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. well, I think, I think I'm just going to do a quick Google search. And say, yeah. First initial for his name, Meredith. Right, I'm just have a look. Um, well, because you know James <laughs> Bond's never going to be a g- girl. Like, or is it? I don't know. No. Maybe they will. I don't know. There was a female 007 in the latest movie. Yeah. I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast and they all said, yeah, said it's not, it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Can't, no, can't okay, have a black, can't have a black bond or a girl bond or, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't I like, a, I like the idea that, you know, women are murderous and vicious, but in a different way, you know? Yes. There's something yeah, a little obvious about the James Bond bang bang thing, whereas, you know, the woman, she's going to like, she's going to fuck with you and then, you know, point <laughs> tiny right. blades, you know, like you won't see that shit coming. And she's just she's just going to destroy you socially. <laughs> shame, <laughs> shame, shame. <laughs> you can't sit with us. I do love what, I love what Cersei in Game of Thrones. Don't know that made me think of it, but like Cersei in Game of Thrones, she had an unapologetic female sexuality, and I was so oh. here for it. I was so there for yeah, it. I loved absolutely. it. And I love Lena Headey anyway, but, oh, my God, Cersei, what a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She would have, she would have definitely been an online crush. And the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> you've got Arya. Like, Arya was this fabulous, I don't want you to treat me like a girl. I want to go make my own fortune. She was, there was a lot of really yeah. interesting gender performance discussion. Yeah. In Game of Thrones, yeah, I'm really sure. grateful for. I think it was. I think I think Arya should have had, should have their own series. I mean, that would be like the total selling point. Isn't there? Isn't that in the planning? I think that's. Well, that's uh, what I've heard. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like it's could have just be a distant pipe dream. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the end of the series, when they just off on that boat, and you go, what else? Tell what happens next. <laughs> yes, exactly. We just follow her. It's fine. You know? Yeah, it's fine. Like the rest yeah. of them. I was, really, I was really sad about what happened to Daenerys. I had such high hopes for Daenerys, and I think they cut her off at the knees. Oh, it was such a, oh, it was really unfair. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. I like what they did with that episode. Yeah, it was very much like um, I don't know. It's one of those. It's like it felt like they were cramming for an assignment. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no, we've oh. always got the we've always got the woman is crazy trope. Hang on a minute. Yeah. I'll go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick, find an ending. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. It was heteronormative and I think disrespectful towards Daenerys' character considering everything that she'd gone through because we have to remember that yeah. really her character evolved through surviving sexual violence and being human trafficked and, like, it's not like she had an easy ride. No, no, not at all. Need to no, exactly. I don't get it. Where did Chloe go? I'm not sure. She's disappeared to change outfits maybe. <laughs> That's very important. Here she is. She's back I thought, again. I thought, I thought my guest was here, but they're not. That's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We have done an hour all together. 
And if you're kidding, no, it time flies when you're joining us on our lovely podcast of wait, what are we doing? Because we don't know what we're doing, and we honestly have never tried to figure it out and enforce anything. So I'm stoked that you could be on this. Oh, How look, I love this. This has been fantastic. It's so easy. You, you girls are just lovely. Lovely meeting you and chatting. It was yeah, great. lovely meeting you too. I, yeah. I will come and see you. I will come track you down when I'm in when I'm in Hobart next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and in Melbourne, I'll take you for we'll, we'll go for coffee and we'll make snarky comments about people walking past. It'll be great. I will be there in uh, about two weeks' time. <gasps> coffee. Oh wow! Yeah, we're going to going. It's our wedding anniversary, so yeah, it's it will, it will happen. Oh, I'd love that. Sorry. Yeah, and what that's sorry, I know that Benjo says that we do this. We say goodbye and then I bring up a new topic and we talk for another twenty minutes. But like <laughs> what happened was you actually went and had coffee with a Twitter follower who's a disability yes. advocate. And I really love that you went and did that. Like that's something I would do. I saw a kindred spirit in you in that moment. I loved it. Oh look, I love it. I mean I, I was saying to I was saying to Bird this morning, um this afternoon that um so much more has happened through my transition than just the transition. Uh, I find myself saying yes to a lot more things and, you know, uh, I've opened myself up to a lot more experiences and meeting Twitter friends is great fun and it's nowhere near as scary as I thought it was going to be. Talking to yeah, you guys right. on the podcast, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, it's easy. Yeah. yeah, and it's fun. Sure. <laughs> and to an extent, like, we've all, I think, learnt to function fairly tolerably in a parasocial world, and this is just a little bit... Whatever that means, yes. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. We did a whole show about that one. We had the best time. <laughs> it was called Parasociopathology and Other Party Games. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, like, some, of our, some of our titles sound a lot like episodes of Community, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to bring out my ontological hege- hegemony, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, I love the root of a word. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, pun intended. Of course, of course, no pun intended. No, see, I, I walked into that one. Eyes wide open. Eyes wide shut. Eyes wide open. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> so, so what we do at the end of this podcast, we say good night, Australia, like Johnny Young. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good night, Australia. <laughs> Good night, Australia. And, and scene. <laughs> That's <probably laughs> <what> we say. <laughs> and scene. Just that. Oh, Meredith, that was glorious. <laughs> We're not singing the song. Say goodnight. I'll miss you. I don't even know the first verse. I know that whatever was on Young Town Time, that's all I remember. <laughs> Every time I try to sing it, like I think my spine uh, crinkles for more. For more. <laughs> yeah, I think. It, Come I, on, Hermione's going to sing it for us. Oh, I'll sing it for you. Yeah. Okay? All right. Say goodnight and I'll miss you. Tomorrow I'll kiss you. Remember I'll always be true. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia. <laughs> Johnny Young sounds very drag in that. But yeah, that's right. Oh, he was a drag. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we'll see you again, Meredith. Love you lots, boy. I'm going to turn this off and let the file right. Okay, no see you, loves. Bye. And see you later. Bye. Bye.